Additional support for this episode of Heat Treat Radio is provided by the Industrial Heating Equipment Association, providers of cutting-edge heat treat training and executive-level networking. Find out more on the web at www.iea.org. That's I-H-E-A dot org. On this episode of Heat Treat Radio, we're going to talk with Ford Motor Company senior engineer, Mr. James Jan, about how he and his team at Ford help bridge the gap between production design and the actual heat treating process. The solution they've developed is now required for all new cylinder heads developed by Ford. We'll also be talking with a representative from one of Ford's key partners, Mr. Andrew Martin from AVL Powertrain Engineering. Hi, I'm your Heat Treat radio host and publisher of Heat Treat Today, Doug Glenn, and welcome to what will be a very interesting episode of Heat Treat Radio. Before we jump into the discussion with Mr. James Jan from Ford, let me remind you that what you're listening to now is just one episode of many that you can find by Googling Heat Treat Radio. There are over 20 episodes of Heat Treat Radio that we have recorded over the past 24 to 36 months, including interviews with former body coat CEO John Hubbard. I'm John Hubbard, and I am working on acquiring commercial heat treating businesses. As well as an in-depth discussion of heat treat megatrends with... I'm Gary Doyon, president and CEO of the Inductor Therm Group. These are just two of the many episodes available by Googling Heat Treat Radio. And don't forget to visit our parent website, heattreattoday.com. We post one new piece of heat treat industry news or technology every weekday, including a new technical article on Tuesdays. We call it Technical Tuesday. Check us out frequently. We develop our content for manufacturers with in-house heat treat departments, especially in aerospace, automotive, medical, and the energy sectors, as well as general manufacturing. Visit us at www.heat treattoday.com. So let's get started with our conversation with James Jan of Ford Motor Company. Here's Mr. Jan to give us a brief description of his background. My first name is James and uh, my last name is Jan, J-A-N, just like January. Actually, uh, I started uh, working on this industry, or maybe I should go back to uh, where did I get my education is that I graduated from University of Michigan at Ann Arbor, and uh, I have a PhD in mechanical engineering. And uh, during my uh, PhD study, I, I focused on multiple phase flow. Basically, that it is the full mechanics, but we deal with uh, uh, multiple phase in there. Usually, it's a mixture of uh, liquid and the gas. I graduated in 1994, and I've been working with industry automotive industry to be more specific uh, since my graduation. So I worked in the auto industry for like 20 something years since 1994. However, um, I get involved with quite a few different subjects uh, in my career, even though they are all center of full mechanics. Uh, spent three years writing software, which is also a CFD software. And uh, I work on the uh, intake exhaust manifold and uh, um, work on the analytical problems. Um, but I was pulling into four on the 
for this current project, uh, back to night. 2020, but before he describes the situation, it's important for you to know that Ford was addressing this issue long before nearly all other car manufacturers and is, in fact, a leader in industry with regard to resolving this highly technical heat treat and product design situation. Here's how Mr. Jan describes the situation that set the ball rolling nearly 20 years ago at Ford. The reason why they want to solve the problem is that because uh, during history process, there are a lot of cracks. Um, actually, the cracking problem during history has been uh, on a quality concern for four for many, many years. I think I would say that back to the uh, year 2000, 2000 uh, I would say that the problem been there for like 20-something more years. Um, and in the past, the during the cracking process, the, the one of the remedies that okay they do a lot of trial and error. For example, during water crunch, they see crack, then they switch to air. And if the air doesn't work, then they switch to polymer. Okay. Or if you see cracking somewhere or some location, they they add more material in that area. So it's pretty much like responding to the problem rather than try to understand the problem and predict the problem. Okay. Okay. So that's where the whole thing comes in. That um, the researchers started the project in 2002 uh, because because they believe that they really need a tool to predict the problem rather than responding to it. So the problem Ford was having was decades old, and it is a problem that many manufacturers have. It's the age-old problem of being able to predict residual stresses formed during the quenching process that ultimately result in cracking and component failures. Ford, like many other manufacturers, were simply doing trial and error until they got the right combination of part geography, heat treat cycle, and quenching medium and quench orientation. The problem is that process takes a long, long time, and it costs a huge amount of money. Here's Mr. Jan describing the issue with a trial and error approach. Every time they make a change to a design, they have to run, they have to build a prototype part, the actual part, uh, and which probably uh, will cost, there will be cost involved because once you, you to build 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 the prototype, you still need a die, you still need a testing process. And then once you build it, you have to run a test on it to see whether it cracks or not. This back and forth just simply take too much time, too much cost. The thinking was that if the design engineer and manufacturing engineer could talk earlier in the process, it would help save time and money. Specifically, it would be better if the design engineer could interact with some sort of predictive modeling system that fairly accurately represented the heat treating and quenching, quenching portion of the manufacturing process to predict residual stresses and potential cracking issues before they happen. If that were possible, it would save Ford thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars. Here's Mr. Jan describing the idea. 
this really has something to do with the product development process. When the company or any company try to develop product, they first uh, objective is to satisfy the functional requirement. Right? So basically, if you, if you have an engine and you want a certain horsepower, you want to make sure your engine will satisfy that horsepower. So at the beginning of design, they only concern about functionality. They don't care about anything else. But when they, once they design the fix, somebody needs to make it. And I belong to manufacturing engineering, so we do not deal with design. We deal with how to make that part. But uh, during the design process, they usually do not have a manufacturing information. So once the design is done, which is usually pretty late in the design cycle, uh, the part pretty much has been determined already. Then we come to manufacturing, then we try to punch it, and we find, oh, gee, there's a crack. Uh, and then we tell the PD that, hey, we have cracking, cracking problem, and they will tell us, I wish you had told me earlier. Okay, so, so that's where the problem comes in because we are not able to know whether the process works or not until we have a physical part. So that's why research in Ford, they try to initiate a project that, how about this? Even, even though design is still ongoing, and the manufacturing engineering has not started yet, but let's try to do some virtual process simulations to see that whether it's correct or not. The specific tool that Ford was looking for was a tool that could predict multi-phase flow quenching outcomes, what many of our listeners would recognize as the Leidenfrost effect or vapor boiling. According to Mr. Jan, The boiling process, because the physics is very complicated, uh, we couldn't find any commercial software on the market that can solve the problem. Okay, so we contact AVO at that time. As Mr. Jan said, since they weren't able to find any commercially available software to predict the multi-phase Leidenfrost effect, they turned to AVL. So he treat radio put a call into AVL Powertrain Engineering in Plymouth, Michigan, and spoke with Andrew Martin, who is the Director of Advanced Simulation Technologies. We asked him about AVL's relationship with Ford. When we return, we'll hear what AVL had to say about their relationship with Ford. Let's talk for a minute about IEA, the Industrial Heating Equipment Association. Let me give you three good reasons why you should ask your heat treat vendors if they are IEA members. Number one, IEA is the only supplier association in the industry that 100% focuses on improving the heat treat industry. Members of IEA don't join to hobnob with their customers. They join because they are convinced that giving back to the industry is important. That's the type of company you want to work with. Reason number two, IEA offers top tier training, both through online courses and by means of face-to-face seminars. And number three, IEA is the best place for executive level networking. IEA has been around for 90 years. They've been serving the heat treat industry for that long, and their mission continues to be the same. Find out more about IEA by visiting their website at www.iea.org. That's I-H-E-A dot org. So I asked Andrew Martin from AVL to describe their relationship with Ford. It's going back about 20 years now. So 20 years ago, uh, Ford was seeing 
uh, cracking in the cylinder heads of not necessarily their own heads, but also um, competitors and uh, you know other things they're seeing out in the marketplace. So it's something that they wanted to explore. Uh, AVL as a company, we have uh, well, currently we have about ten thousand uh, engineers. And we've always had a strong relationship with Ford. You know, we develop engines together and trans- transmissions together and things like that. So Ford came to to us and said, uh, you know, can you look into this? They knew that we had a good um, CFD code and that we were doing a lot of multi-phase work, especially in things like fuel injection and uh, boiling in water jackets and things like that. So, you know, they knew that we had a reputation in those areas. So they wanted to work with us on coming up with some sort of a CAE approach, um, some sort of simulation analysis approach for the boiling that occurs during quenching analysis. So between us, we, we did that research, and then that led to a technical paper that was published, I think ASME, uh, but that was in 2002. Uh, and actually, James was uh, involved in that paper back then as well, 2002, so uh, 17 years ago. I asked Andrew to briefly describe the cylinder head issue that Ford brought to them. Cylinder heads are, are very complicated because they have so many um, sort of cavities and things like that inside you know, the uh, the drillings for the uh, the intake and the exhaust and the actual head itself and the, the water passages as well. So when you quench something like that, then the vapor gets trapped in certain areas and that can lead then to, uh, to localized residual stresses. And what did AVL have to bring to the table? Previously, they were doing it um, the old-fashioned way. They were doing it with um, uh, thermocouples. They, they would thermocouple up a cylinder head and then quench it and then look at that data, get the HTCs from it, and then feed that back into the CFD code and then make some assessments about the uh, residual stresses and the distortion. But, you know, that's a, that's a very expensive way of doing it, and it doesn't lend itself very well as a design tool. So they, they wanted to find some mathematical approach for doing that. Um, so CFD, competition fluid dynamics. James is extremely experienced in, in CFD, and he's used a whole bunch of our uh, uh, the CFD codes that compete with ADL fire. Um, but uh, he then started using fire and uh, realizing that, that you know, given all the tools he had at his disposal, um, fire was the one that was giving the best results for doing this uh, boiling analysis. Andrew referred to AVL Fire, which is a brand name of a specific product offered by AVL. I asked him to briefly explain that product. All right, so AVL Fire, it's a CFD code, a CFD computational fluid dynamics. Um, I think other people call it color for directors and color for dummies and things like that because the results are always very colorful. But, but there you go. But CFD, it's a it's a it's an engineering discipline. Uh, it's quite quite common and quite popular. Um, we we then use CFD to model the boiling that goes on within a tank of water within you know and then the interface between the component and the water the the so-called film boiling there uh, we model we model what happens with fire we um, the CFD code we model what is happening at the transition or sort of the interface between the the metal component and the water. Because when something that hot gets plunged into water, it's quite an interesting thing that happens. It's called the Leidenfrost effect. The um, initially, what happens is the uh, the component is so hot, it forms a film around the outside of it, a vapor film. And perversely, that vapor film uh, then insulates the component from the water. Um, you know that that film slowly breaks down. Then you get into nuclear boiling and things like that, and uh, that becomes a lot more aggressive. And the cooling happens much faster until you eventually get into single phase. 
But actually modeling those um, that boiling process is what the CFD code does. Uh, and that's kind of the secret. That's the secret sauce that we're bringing to the party here. And in fact, this secret sauce that Andrew refers to is quite unique. Earlier, James Jan from Ford mentioned that the AVL model was able to handle multi-phase analysis where most other models simply ignored one of the phases, usually gas, and focused exclusively on the interaction between the hot metal and water. I asked Andrew to unpack this more sophisticated modeling process and what developments have been made since they initially started working with Ford. Since then, it's matured um, a lot uh, you know, a lot further within the software. We now have different meshing approaches, and uh, we've also moved beyond water as well. Of course, you know, a lot a lot of quenching is done in water, but also there's a lot of uh, gas quenching, so blown air uh, quenching, uh, which you know it, it takes longer, but it's less aggressive. And uh, and then we've got into steels as well. Um, so the, the original work that we did with James was more on aluminum, aluminium, <laughs> aluminum, and uh, and that doesn't have the same phase transformation uh, issues as steel does. So we've done a lot more work with steel recently, where we have to take account of that um, latent heat um, that then forms a sort of a, a knee in the cooling. Uh, so you know, we, we we then model that. When we're doing steel, of course, we're using oil uh, more commonly. So then we have uh, different properties of oil to consider, uh, different fluid properties of that. And then most recently, and, and what has been very interesting, is we've been involved with a uh, Canadian casting company uh, on uh, spray quenching. Um, so you know, <laughs> then you have a mix between blown air and the actual liquid itself where we're spraying a jet of fluid at the component. Um, mathematically, that's a that's a heck of a lot more complicated because you have to model the spray and you have to model the light and frost effect and the cooling and so on. Given the solution that AVL brought to Ford, I was curious if both Ford and AVL were happy with the partnership. First, James Jan from Ford on how Ford and AVL worked together to develop the tool. As a matter of fact, even though AVL uh, worked with us to provide this technology, but it is not just like we go buy it and use it. Actually, um, we worked together about two, three to four years. Um, on our end, we provide a lot of testing data because we work with uh, Akin University and we also have a uh, experimental facility inside Ford. Um, when they provide the tool to us, it is still like banana. Uh, they have the basic formulation working, but they haven't test. They don't. They haven't validated it. Uh, so they are three to four years time. We are actually working like partners. Um, yeah, it's not like okay. I'm going to Home Depot buy a tool and come on and use it. No, we actually uh, did not put the AVO tool to the production use until 2015. So they are about three to four years of time. That two companies back and forth try to improve the software, try to debug for them. Um, until today, we still own a, a, a small piece of parameters that that is proprietary to our company, Ford. So even though people go to AVO buy the software uh, and they bring it home, uh, they may not produce the same result as we do because we have a secret recipe in, in Ford. And now, Andrew Martin from AVL. Yeah, yeah, and also very happy with um, 
with the willingness for Ford to develop the process further to mature it. You know, they they saw that we had something that was uh, useful and beneficial and brought value. Um, but actually, James has been uh, phenomenal because you know he's really pushed that agenda as well and written papers and taken it to conferences. And you know, I think he's been very impressed with uh, what AVL Fire has been able to do. So he will talk to anybody about it. So <laughs> we love it. Finally, I asked Andrew Martin from AVL who, in his estimation, would also benefit from the AVL Fire and similar products and what changes are being made for the future. It's foundry and casting companies, uh, for sure. They, typically, the, the sort of person, I was talking to a company just the other day, a British company, that they make um, castings, <clears throat> uh, like high, high-end um, uh, heads and blocks for you know, your Aston Martins and Land Rovers and so on. And, uh, you know, they they have certain specifications they have to meet. Um, they're not allowed to have a, a residual stress more than a certain level in a certain direction. Now, how do they know that that's the case? You know, you know they, they can they can actually cast a few and heat treat them and then uh, cut them up and, and see how the material releases. But you know, that, that rather destroys the, uh, the actual component in the first place. So, you know, companies like that that want to know uh, what is the... Uh, where are the residual stresses in the component? And they want that as, a, as something that they can specify the, um, or rather certify the component for. Um, it, it's very good for that sort of company. Uh, automotive uh, is, is an obvious candidate, um, but also we've been doing a lot more work in aerospace where the residual stresses, they, they, they do want to know where are they and how much are they. Um, so things like landing gears and stuff like that. And how about the future? Well, our software has developed over in Europe there. Uh, Dr. David Greif is our, is our product manager, and I was talking to him the other day about you know where we're going with this. Um, we're making it a lot more easy to use. Um, we're putting a sort of workflows in, in place in ADL Fire that um, sort of lead the user into um, you know, through the steps needed to predict the residual stresses and so on. The the meshing of the components got a lot simpler um, using this poly meshing. Um, and uh, it sort of more leads you by the hand, as opposed to being a general purpose CFD code where you've got to build your own um, your own methodology to start off with. Uh, Fire has a methodology built in for doing quenching, and that's that, that's improving. We're doing a lot of uh, work with gears at the moment. Uh, we're working actually with a vacuum furnace company in Wisconsin called ECM, and they've been using AVL Fire for uh, predicting the uh, residual stresses of the components. So we've got a great relationship with ECM, and that, that, that's, that's taking us in different directions as well. But, you know, they, they are especially doing work on the gear side and stuff, so that, that's been interesting. In fact, the whole relationship between Ford and AVL is interesting, as well as the ability to bridge the gap between design and heat treatment, specifically the quenching part of heat treatment. With advances in technology and modeling packages like AVL's Fire, High-volume producers like Ford and other automotive, as well as aerospace manufacturers, have the opportunity to save significant dollars by modeling the process before they jump into the manufacturing process with both feet. Heat Tree Radio would like to thank Mr. James Jan of Ford and Mr. Andrew Martin of AVL for their input. If you'd like to get in touch with either of these gentlemen, please contact me directly at Doug at Heat treattoday.com that's d-o-u-g at heattreattoday.com heat treat radio would also like to thank the industrial heating equipment association for their support 
If you're looking for excellent training programs and a place where upper-level management can get together and network about topics important to the heat treat industry, check out AIA on the web. Their web address is www.aia.org. That's I-H-E-A.org. For more Heat Treat Radio content, Google Heat Treat Radio or search for Heat Treat Radio on iTunes or SoundCloud. And don't forget that you can get more heat treating news and technology by visiting www.heattreattoday.com where we post at least one new piece of heat treat information every weekday. Heat Treat Radio is the sole property of Heat Treat Today and may not be reproduced in part or in whole without express written permission from Heat Treat Today. The music you hear and the production of this podcast is done by Jonathan Lloyd of Butler, Pennsylvania. I'm your host, Doug Glenn. Thanks for listening.